Welcome to Mudflap and Palmer We're Forced to Do a Podcast, a weekly bonus bit of the Mudflap and Palmer Show, starring Mudflap and Palmer. Reach out to us on Facebook or email mudflapandpalmer at gmail.com. Now, against their will and most people's wishes, here are Mudflap and Palmer. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast episode number seven. Mm-hmm. I know. It's hard to believe. Seven all right. It's almost two months worth of podcasts. That's right. I mean, we can just bank it now and just stop. <laughs> Take a couple months off. I mean, because this is, let's, let's face it, this is like, you know, seriously hard labor. Sweating over a hot microphone, yeah. occasionally hitting a button. So it's a little tough sometimes, you know, but somebody has to do the it. The life we live, the <laughs> life we live. You, you, none of you want this. That none is, of you want this. Uh, well, I think everybody probably would. Uh, yeah. It's not exactly labor intensive. It's uh, you. It's more mentally this. intensive than it is anything else. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It, it, it tests your, your mental and your emotional state. Mental for what we do creatively and emotional because the people we have to deal with. Hmm. <laughs> Tell yeah. me I'm wrong. It's a little tough sometimes. Tell me I'm wrong. Not going to lie. What, and, and we've talked about this before in the past on the show, but this was not what you dreamt of doing. Me? No. When you were growing up. Oh, what did you want to do? What did you want to do for as a, as a quote-unquote grown-up? Did you know? <laughs> I had the standard answer that every kid had. Which is? Archaeologist. Really? Yes. Yeah, that, I never said that. Archaeologist or veterinarian. One of the two. And Okay, what about when you were like six and not five? Uh, I, as you got older. Probably the same. See, I wanted to be a baseball player. I wanted to be, seriously, a meteorologist. I wanted to be a weather person. I was fascinated by what they did. Mine was soccer. And... I wanted to go play over in England. Then, what... I am, in a way, doing what I wanted to do because once I got to high school and I saw WKRP in Cincinnati and I saw what fun they were having. Oh, I hated that show. I loved it for a couple of reasons. One is I think I saw they got to play music for a job. And I am such a music freak that I thought that was the best thing ever. And then I wanted to be like a mobile DJ and do like school dances and stuff like that. And then I, I did that a couple of times and, and really hated it. But I wanted to do this, and I've been doing this for my almost my entire adult life, so I can't complain. This is what I paid for. I can remember um, I was probably 9 or 10, and my friend had the idea of making our own countdown. And I still have this on cassette somewhere. And sure enough, we did a, a, a top 20 countdown, and it's, it's still there on cassette <laughs> with all the music. If you can find that, we need to put that on the show. Absolutely not. We need to put that on the show. It's terrible. You know, it's I funny. think I did a shout out to the old people who were listening. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We still do that. As a of, when I was a kid, when I was like 15, and I could actually occasionally, we were so far away from radio stations that I felt lucky whenever I got to pick one up. But I would hear like Casey's Countdown, and I had, my parents had a, had a, a snack bar that we ran. So we had these little like menu signs that you put up on the walls mm -hmm. that had these little blue numbers and letters that fit into the sign. They were Pepsi signs. Sure. So I took one of them and I put them up in my room and I had like the top 10 from that week on there. It was the stupidest, geekiest thing ever, but it totally fits me. That's it checks very you. every box. Yeah, it really does. Checks every box. I like I'm to argue that, but that's not the case. Speaking of which, hey, now we get to do our own countdown, which you can hear on Cat Country and on the app. Every weekend, 
You know, it's a big circle of life sort of thing. Really kind of is. <laughs> that, that's where my uh, resistance to the countdown started <laughs> back when I was like nine. This is the thing on uh, episode seven of our podcast. We have several things we want to talk about. But before we do, I want to apologize. Uh, last week in episode six, I made a mistake. And I knew I made the mistake, but it was such a, uh, it was a mistake done in such a way that we couldn't really edit it out. So I said, all right, we'll just leave it. And the mistake was this. We were talking about movies and movie trailers that kind of got to us. I mean, mine was specifically a movie trailer. I told the story of how that one popped on in the middle of the night when I was watching TV and scared the daylights out of me Oh yeah, when yeah. I was 10. Sure. What my mistake was, and I kind of realized this afterwards, and then I had it brought home to me because my niece up in West Virginia, hi, Melissa, uh, she listens to the podcast and she said, oh, by the way, and she messaged me on Facebook. She said, yeah, there's sort of a thing that you kind of screwed up on the podcast. And I said, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. She goes, I am scarred for life. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The movie I was talking about was Beyond the Door. It is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Uh, kind of like The it. Exorcist. Yeah. And the trailer scared the daylights at me when I was a kid. Right. Except when I, on a podcast when we were talking about it, I misnamed it. And I said, it was a movie called Behind the Green Door. And she went and looked up that trailer, and that is a porno movie. Gloria Saunders, wealthy San Francisco socialite, was kidnapped. And behind the infamous green door, she was made to perform the most bizarre experiment ever conceived in the twisted mind of man. Oh. That is a classic well, that, 70s porno movie. So That so very well could have scarred you for life. <laughs> it would have. Of course, that's not the story. But she went to look for it thinking, oh, it's a, it's a horror trailer. Let me go see what that is. And then she found that trailer and she, oh, that's not it. That can't possibly be it. And I knew. I mean, look, anything went in the 70s. So God knows what that trailer was like. You're not kidding. Um, <laughs> but it was. It, it is a what they call a classic adult movie from the 70s. Look at uh, you. Behind the Green Door was the name of that. It's really what he was watching. The horror movie <laughs> was Behind the Door or Beyond the Door. I, see, I still can't get him right. But leave out the word green. There's a door somewhere. If it's green, you don't want to go there. Okay. okay or or maybe you do. That's the porno movie. We're not here so, to judge So you. I apologize to anybody that went looking up the stuff that I was talking about. Thank God I didn't look that up here in the studio. <laughs> that, that would have been an HR meeting. If you can look that up on the on the work computer, that'd That's be great. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank God I so, didn't do that. I also made another mistake last week, um, and it was pointed out to me, and I did not know that I made this mistake. We were talking about movies we had fallen asleep during. And I said that I'd gone to a movie with my friend and seen Adam's Family Values. At which point he said, no. I'm like, what? He goes, no, it was the first one, just the Adam's Family. Adam's Family Values came out years later. We didn't go see that. I love that everybody's checking you on your stuff. Oh, yeah. It doesn't even have to be me. No. Believe me, you got a fleet of people out there ready to shoot me down at a moment's notice. God bless all of you good. Because this is what I deal with every day. So the corrections there are, the movie I fell asleep in uh, when I'd gone to see it with my friend was just The Adams Family, not Adams Family Values. It doesn't later. matter. They both sucked. Yeah. And uh, I probably would have fallen asleep in the second one, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, don't look up Beyond the Green Door. Look up, <laughs> don't don't look that up at all. Just look up. Now. You I know feel, what's going to happen? I feel like that's a Freudian slip. I don't know what that is. Well, they're so close. Come yeah, on. yeah, they're so the close. The movie titles, 
behind the door and behind the green. Or beyond or, the green I door. I don't know. Beyond, behind. Just don't use the word green. That will take you to a totally different movie. Different trailer, different experience. <laughs> or maybe the same. But Who the funny knows? part about that is... He doesn't remember. Chronologically speaking, those movies were out at about the same time. Let's see. I don't maybe I did see that trailer. Maybe you I don't did know. see that trailer. I, I don't I don't know. I don't was know. Was John Holmes in it or something? I, don't know. I mean, you know, hey, I don't know. You think like I don't Marilyn Chambers was in that thing. Oh, he, of course he knows. I, well, I mean I knew that. Yeah, he knows. Because it's a because it's a very famous movie. Um yeah. I've never heard but of it. But it's not the trailer that scared me. What are we talking about on this week's podcast besides your porn uh, obsession, apparently? Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Actually, we're going to start with the top five, and then we're going to go to one more topic after this. Um, okay. But we have a top five for you today. We'll kick it off the way we're supposed to kick off all top fives. We don't do politics. I think we should have, like, a no-politics zone. But we do love to argue. Look at us. We're already fighting. Well, that's what we do. It's time for Mudflap and Palmer's Top Five. This is our top five unpopular opinions now you see it on facebook you see it on social media you hear about it in conversation people talk about opinions that they have about certain things that are not the norm that they they go against the grain of what most people believe or think or or feel okay um they're unpopular opinions so and this could be about anything this could be about movies food tv shows music actors and actresses whatever any topic you want Top five unpopular opinions. Go. All right. My number five is mustard is better than ketchup and mayo is the worst condiment ever. So you're saying that Mustard's... by saying mayo is the worst condiment ever, that's a bad opinion? Well, yeah. I, mean, I know a lot of people who love mayo. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, which way are you going on this? I'm going mustard is the best. Okay. But th- this is Mayo's two the worst. Oh, yes. Okay. This is one thing. Follow along. I'm trying. My God, it was one sentence. I, I know, but it was like three different thoughts. No. So, yeah. It's, but, but doesn't it depend on what food? Thing. No, absolutely not. Mayo belongs in the trash. Altogether? Yeah, I can't stand mayo a- a- on anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Can't do it. It's nasty. It's disgusting. And I've tried them all. I've tried Hellman's. I've tried the Great Dukes that everybody swears right. by. And and anything in in between, Miracle Whip is is a di- different devil. Um, but, oh, that is Satan. But yeah, mustard is fine because you can't mess mustard up. There is now. Do you get to the point where it's not just the taste of mayonnaise, but anything about mayonnaise? Do you get to that point? No, it's just the taste. Okay, because there was a girl named Karen who worked with me in Charleston at the radio station I worked in down there, and they did this Cinco de Mayo thing on the station oh, yeah, that she yeah. was on, where she had to be submerged in a whole like waiting pool of mayonnaise and she had an aversion Ooh. not just to the taste of mayonnaise the feel the look the thought she hated all of it i she's probably still traumatized i mean she legitimately that would do it for me could not handle it yeah i, I completely understand that okay my number five uh unpopular opinion sam hunt's music is getting better i've always liked sam hunt see i have not yeah i know you you hated him I, for a long I, time from, you know, we we made jokes, call it Sam Hunting, where where he would just like speak rhyme whatever. And now everyone's doing it. Yeah, it's weird, but his music and and it just seems like lately, as I listen to the songs that he releases, I'm I went from hating, literally hating him, to trying to ignore him to being able to just bypass it to actually liking 
I thought Sam Hunt's music. 23 was great. 23, his most recent song, was really good. Mm-hmm. Breaking Up was easy in the 90s. I find myself singing along with that song. Ken Folks was the one I think that turned me. I liked that one. I can see that. And that's the one that I think turned the I turned the corner on as far as his music. I have totally done a 180 on Sam Hunt's music, so that is my number, and I know a lot of people still don't like him, uh, that is my number five unpopular opinion. How about number four? Uh, a trip to the mountains is better than the beach. Not unpopular with me. Yeah, see, I, I, and I, I grew up at the that. beach, and I didn't really, I wasn't near the mountains, and once I discovered the mountains, I wanted nothing to do with you know going and getting sandy and all kinds of places. And you grew up on the beach. Yeah, and you know into the salt water would make you all sticky, and then the sand stuck <laughs> to it, and then sand spurs, which are the worst. I grew up in the mountains, the Adirondacks, and then as a younger adult, I was in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And I I still agree with you. I love the mountains. Flatland drives me nuts. That's the one thing about where we live right now. And I really drives think it's, me nuts. I think it's an age thing for me because when I was growing up, there was nothing more than I wanted to do was to cut school and go to the beach. And go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. I would call my mom, you know, across the street from Somerville High School at the Tasty Freeze and go, hey, I'm ditching school today. We're going surfing. <laughs> you know, or we're, we're going to just go hang out at the beach, go hang out at Washout on Folly. And that's what we did. And But as I got older, I didn't want to be around 8 million people. Okay, now you transitioned away from that. You mm-hmm. transitioned away from the beach. But when did you transition towards the mountains? Probably my mid-20s. Okay. And once that happened and I discovered the mountains, I was like, oh, there's nobody Game really over. around. I can walk <laughs> in the woods. Yeah, this is the best thing ever. All right, my number four. This one's going to drive some people nuts. My number four unpopular opinion is... The Andy Griffith show was not that good. I never watched it. Every time I've watched it, I've never understood why people love it and revere it so much. I don't get it. It was a little before me, and then I know there were reruns, but I just never had any interest. Well, we watched what we could watch, so Andy Griffith Mm -hmm. would show up, and it's just like, I don't get why. I get why people in the South, keeping in mind I grew up up North, but people in the South see that as part of their heritage, I guess, because it takes place in North Carolina. Uh, there's there's certain aspects about it, I think, that they relate to. But in general, I just never got that show. Never got that Yeah, show. I can't weigh in here because, I honestly, I never watched it. The Andy Griffith Show, not that good. What's your number three? Golf is not a sport. Can't. It's not a sport. You walk, you hit a ball. Yeah, I know they're... And with all the technology they have these days, I mean, it's every, every club's tailored to you and everything. I mean, if you can get the people like John Daly and Craig Stadler, these guys that are built yeah, like us, exactly, you know, out there excelling at the game. And I don't understand the obsession with golf. You I know really what's interesting don't. about golf, though, over the years that you used to have these guys that'd be like 280 pounds and get out there and, and do well. Now, some of these guys, I mean, they're in the, great condition. Right. Tiger, I think Tiger Woods really started that. Yes, and you're absolutely right. Once that happens, and you look at the guys that are on tour today, yeah, they're ripped, they're cut. I mean, I would be too if that's all I had to do with my life. But they're, they're athletes. But you're saying even though there are athletes, they're, yeah. what they're doing is not a sport. Absolutely not. My number three: circuses and zoos suck. I hate circuses. I hate zoos. I hate circuses. Not because I have a thing about clowns like some people do. My son. I just find them boring. I find everything about them boring. I find when I get there, I want to leave immediately. And zoos are the same way. 
I just don't see willingly spending money and time to go to either one of those places. They're not for me. Again, these are unpopular opinions. If your opinion is different, yeah. good on you. My good son, Zach, you. I didn't realize had a clown thing. And we had gone to, what was it, that Circus Dale or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. And we were sitting there. And to open the show, it was here at, at the time, the Florence Center. And two clowns come walking out. And at the time, my son was in high school, I want right. to say. And the next thing I know, I, I turn around and look, and he literally went from this relaxed, laid-back position to he was in the fetal position, <laughs> sitting in his chair going, I hate clowns. I and, went, And he wasn't exaggerating or putting on a no. show? I went, wait. I was like, how are you 16, 17 years old? And I had no idea. This is Zach. Zach. Okay. And, yeah, <laughs> I found that out the hard way. And then after that, you know, it just became... How can I get clowns incorporated into your life? Absolutely. <laughs> it's a new tool. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Top five uh, unpopular opinions. My number two. That was your number two? No, that was just commenting on yours. My oh, number commenting two. commenting on mine. Is no, go- you're on. Yeah, you're on two. Yeah, mine's going to trigger you. I think this one is. Oatmeal raisin cookies are better than chocolate chip. I'm sorry, what? Yes. Oatmeal raisin cookies are better than chocolate chip cookies. Any day of the week. Get out of my office. And twice on Sunday. Get out of my office. It, I don't know. Something happened to Chips Ahoy, ha- like when I was growing up to where it changed, and there was way too many chocolate chips, not enough cookie. What? And then I discovered- No, no, that's not a thing. Yes, and I discovered oatmeal raisin cookies. No! And I went, oh, this Wait is Wait a minute, you're there, you're there, you're buying these cookies, whether it's chocolate chip or oatmeal raisin, for the cookie and not for what's in the cookie? Well, it's the taste. You buy chocolate When I'm getting nothing but chocolate- chocolate chip. And there's no cookie there, I have a problem with it. It, and I'll give you a weird example. I, you just did. It's like Chips Ahoy I can't eat because of that fact. But they have these other ones that are made by Keebler, which have coconut in them. And, okay. there, and there's not as many chocolate chips in them. Because it's mixed? I guess. Um, and it has a different taste to it. And I don't know why that is for me. All right. But if you ask me to choose between an oatmeal raisin cookie and a chocolate chip, I'm choosing oatmeal raisin every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Have you seen a doctor for this condition? <laughs> I know this is very unpopular. All right, here's my number two. And this uh, is something that I find people just don't get when I say. Zaxby's isn't that great. I agree. Zaxby's is not that great. I know Something happened that to Zaxby's. Lie. I don't know. I've never thought it was that great. I thought when they first opened up, they were fantastic. I will say their chicken salads are pretty good. But other than that, and, and also, and this will drive you nuts, when my, I would take my daughter's. And they love Zach's. My kids love it too. But when I took them, the only thing I could really eat there was either the chicken salad, which I like, or the uh, deep fried mushrooms, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, those gets, are the only things. Yeah, my wife gets those. Yeah. Um, but Zaxby's, and again, very popular around here. Yeah, very much so. But I don't get the attraction, and I'll go by that place every day on the way home, and I'll see there's a line around the building. Uh, every, yeah. I sorry I have to order on the app because this way I can kind of beat that line and go inside. P.S. I will say that Zaxby's maybe this is a, for another podcast, but Zaxby's is one of the faster lines. Yeah, they do it right when it comes to fast food. They do good. Yeah, considering what people are ordering, it's a it's a much harder order for them to get together than it is. When my one daughter she's moved to Charleston, but when she used to live here, I would have to make regular trips to Zaxby's, and invariably I'd pull into the parking lot. Go, nah, this line's too long, and they would, no, no, it's not. No, you can wait it out. And, it, it, like, within 10 minutes, I was already through the entire line. Yep. So, uh, Zaxby's food's not that great. What's your number one? This I'm dying to find this one out. Um, this one I never really discovered. 
until a couple of years ago where there was a viral video running around that basically said Harry Potter is nothing more than a ripoff of Star Wars. Okay. And this guy laid out the roadmap to it, and it's everywhere. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it where he talks about, you know, how, you know, basically the family's gone. He gets shipped off to some old To his aunt and uncle. Aunt and uncle, and the uncle won't tell him anything that's going on, and he hates the magic and everything else like that. And then this old drunken guy comes and shows up, and he's going to teach him about this wizardry or the force. There's a lot of parallels. uh, You know, where he goes to this place, and and then there's the girl who falls in love with the best friend, but there's a weird thing between them. I mean, it was everything across the board. Okay, so what's your unpopular opinion? That Harry Potter is a ripoff of Star Wars. It's a, a direct, direct ripoff. ripoff of Star Wars, and J.K. Rowling got away with it. Until one... I, Not only a, J.K. Rowling got away with it, J.K. Rowling got very, very wealthy off of it. Yeah, she did. 100%. Okay, so in your mind, do you think she said... Okay. There's so many... I, I agree. I agree that there are parallels. There's so many parallels. I want you to put yourself back to the 90s. Yeah. When J.K. Rowling was writing the original Harry Potter, mm-hmm. do you think, and I'm going to give you two options, do you okay. think she wrote a story that she envisioned and the coincidence is that it follows the same kind of path that Star Wars does? Or do you think she legitimately, absolutely followed the framework of Star Wars and just change it to the wizarding world. Yes, that's exactly what I think. You think she did that on purpose? I don't know if she did it on purpose, but there's just too many coincidences. And and there's clips all over the internet mm-hmm. of this guy talking about it, and it makes so much sense. Um, it, it's almost, it would be uncanny if that's how, the, in the first scenario, when and she just wrote this thing, which I don't believe on any level. I think she Star Wars inspired her. And then she just put a slightly different spin on some things. And there you go. You have Harry Potter. All right. So my number one, I guarantee you, you will agree with. And nobody listening to this podcast or very few people will. It's an unpopular opinion. And in South Carolina, it's a very unpopular opinion. NASCAR is boring. NASCAR is boring. I don't understand NASCAR because I didn't grow up a NASCAR fan. I didn't, you know... We watched the Daytona 500. Sure. Um, we watched the Indianapolis 500. As did we. Um, and it was like a thing when we were growing up. But I never actually went to races outside of like the Somerville Speedway, and that was really just to go get drunk. Right. Um, and so I never understood the whole driver concept, and there's a pit crew and everything else, and there's a point system that's complicated. So, I mean, I don't understand the sport at all. Um, so it's one of those things where I go, Okay, it seems like a fun time to go to, but I don't understand it. I I have a good time if I'm partying like in the infield or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And Chicken bone alley, and we've done that. Um, but literally, the first time I ever went to a NASCAR race is when I went moved to Charleston, and we went to Darlington. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, we, we but you know, so it was a two hour drive, and it was me and my morning show partner down there, and our program director, our boss, said, "Hey, you're gonna love this." He was a big NASCAR fan. He goes, sure. you need to be part of this. You know, you're working at a country station in South Carolina. So we went, and uh, it was 98, spring of 98, I think, at the Darlington race. And we, we had good seats, and I literally put on those headphones to protect your ears, and I was nodding off within 15 minutes. I couldn't, I, I was like, What okay. I find fi- fascinating. They go round and round and round and round and round, and yeah. More than the race is listening to the chatter. 
um, between you know the crews. Oh and yeah, the drivers. you can get that online, right? And, and that part of it, I like a lot. Yes, I agree. Um, because I feel like I'm like behind the scenes listening to what's really going on. I agree, 100 um, on that. But as far as the actual stuff that goes down on the track, I don't understand it. I've been around it since 1998. I still don't understand it. Um, the point systems, I totally don't understand the changes they've made. You know, there, once I started getting a grasp on NASCAR. And then they started doing the lucky they dog shift and all the this, gears. And, yeah. and 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 the, and the different, you know, this is like segment one of the race. This is segment two, and they started dividing it up. I mean, I was just starting to get a handle on it because we've had to kind of immerse ourselves within the NASCAR culture to a degree because of what we do. Yeah, we do. We work literally a couple of miles away from one of the great tracks in NASCAR. Um, so, and and of course, the station we worked at before, we carried the races and. We were out there on location at the races. So naturally, we had to be a part of that. And I think for me, I would enjoy it more if I knew what was going on. Um, if I understood the, why they're doing this or why did they stop or what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a big part of it. For me, if I watch a sport that I don't understand, I, I immediately check out. Check out. I lose interest. Um, and everybody, honestly, that we worked around, didn't understand NASCAR except for one person, which nobody really wanted to talk to him. So, <laughs> and I admit it's an unpopular opinion. Uh, to me, NASCAR is boring. Okay, we got one more topic to talk about very quickly. In this area, I call this a snow globe. Florence is a snow globe, by, and by that I mean it is a self-contained community where we have the bare minimum of everything you need to just be happy in Florence, if that is your choice. Right. You have your bowling alley you have your two movie theaters you have a variety of restaurants you have a mall you have a couple of walmart i mean anything that you need to live day to day and not be bored you do have it here but not a lot beyond that agreed okay so i call it kind of a snow globe if you choose to be comfortable in this rut in this environment you can be comfortable and not really miss anything but if you're looking for that extra you probably got to go outside the you boundary. You got to go to Charleston. You got to go to Myrtle Beach, Charlotte, yes. Columbia. That being said, and of course, a lot of folks travel here, there, and everywhere. Uh, I wanted to know if there was one restaurant that you could bring here that you don't have here now. What would it be? Uh, yeah, it's all by the same person. It's Gordon Ramsay. Um, oh, you know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he's got the pub and grill. He's got the steak. He's got the Gordon Ramsay Have burger. Have you ever eaten there? Uh, no, I've never eaten in any of those. It's on the bucket list, and I'm going to hit all three at some point. Is there one close by? Uh, I like, think there's like, one in Atlanta. Or, and I think when the you closest go to Georgia probably, on vacation again, you should make a point. I don't know if there's one actually there or not. Um, I know there's one in like Atlantic City, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. It, but it's all in huge, massive sit, uh, cities. Right. But I think Atlantic City is the closest one, and I think that's the Gordon Ramsay steak, if I'm not mistaken. But oh, well, that'd know, be the one I would choose to yeah. first and foremost. And, and and the pub and grill is out in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And he's got a couple of them, you know, throughout the country. And of course, he has hundreds of restaurants throughout Europe. But yeah, I, I know we'll never, ever, 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 ever get one unless Myrtle Beach gets one or Charleston gets one, which I have a feeling Charleston may Charleston get one might at some get point. One. If, if if any place around here is going to get one, it'd be Charleston. Yeah, it's got to be a Gordon Ramsay. Mine is a little more affordable. I grew up on it, and I miss it, and I love it. White Castle. I oh, love White yeah. Castle. Have you ever had? Yeah, we used to have one in Charleston. 
See, and they took that away. There was one on Sam Rittenberg Boulevard, um, and we would take that going to... I love White Castle. There was a little cut through there to go to Wapu. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would go through there, and then they changed it to something that wasn't White Castle, but it was the same type Similar. of thing. Yeah, and I can't remember so what the name was. So you're talking about the difference between Waffle House and Huddle House? Yeah, it was basically the same thing. <laughs> and for the life of me, I can't remember the name of that other restaurant. We right. would always stop there to go to the beach mm-hmm. um, because they were affordable. I mean, you can get like a ton of these things, and they were cheap uh, at the time. That was like you know late 70s or early 80s. And yeah, so I, I get why you like it because there's a ton of onions on it. Oh, I love White Castle. And I... They sell them like in Walmart and other restaurants in the frozen food section. You can get a box of them. Mm-hmm. Are they and the that, same? Uh, yes and no. They are in theory, but they don't taste the same because they're not freshly prepared. You know, they're frozen food, and that's the difference. It's sure. the difference between a good frozen food and what you get in a restaurant, and it's that difference for White Castle. I get them every once in a great while just to stop me from driving to New York and going to get White Castle. That's a long drive. It is a long drive for a 49-cent burger or whatever it is. Right. But um, And and basically, for those of you that don't know, they're sliders. That's all they are. That's what they are. Yeah, for me, it was more work because my father refused to order it the way I wanted it, which was no onions on it. Oh. And so for me, it was... And that's a key element to White Castle Burger. And literally, it took me like 30 minutes to scrape all the onions off of this thing. Minced onions is a key part of... The White Castle burger. That was pure torture. But I would, oh, I, I would be seriously in trouble if uh, White Castle came here. I would be in big, big trouble because that's someplace I don't think I could avoid. I'm almost shocked we don't have one. And my family would also be in big trouble because what does White Castle do? Gives me gas. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's yeah. another reason I only eat it very, very infrequently. Don't eat it before the show. <laughs> I think, see, my theory is the more I eat, the more my body becomes accustomed to it, and therefore that happens less and less. And I would love to test that theory by eating a lot of White Castle every day. At home on the weekend. (laughs) All right, that's our podcast for today. Please uh, contact us. Let us know what you think. Mudflattenpalmer at gmail.com. Also through Facebook. You can listen to us all week long uh, with some country music interspersed. Uh, 6 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday on uh, 99.3 The Cat. Also, WWKT, uh, the app available anywhere you can listen to our show. We'd love if you did. Uh, Let me see what else. We have The Countdown, which airs. We do a top 20 country countdown, which airs on our radio station and on our app uh, every Saturday at 8 a.m., and it goes for two hours. Then an encore presentation at 7 p.m. on Sunday, and that goes for two hours. Uh, Any final words, sir, as... uh, we head on out on episode seven. Yep. Oatmeal raisins are still better. You're welcome. I was going out on a high note. I was talking about White Castle I am burgers. Too. I don't know that you are. Oatmeal raisin cookies are better than chocolate chips. You know how they used to have those? We need an intervention for you. That's what we need. We need an intervention. I need the whole family, all your coworkers. You know, Ed Palmer, we hear that you like oatmeal raisin cookies. And look, just walk away, man. Absolutely. Life not. can be better. Give me more. Life can be better. It's like we're that all, wrestler Ryback. Feed me more. We're all here to help you. We're in a big circle on these chairs. <laughs> and you're going to sit and listen to each one of us tell you why oatmeal raisin cookies are not only not good, but they're bad. Bad. Yeah, so bad. Best ever. Mm. We'll be back again next Friday with episode number eight. Until then. 
We'll see you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for checking out the Mud Flap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast podcast. A new episode goes live every Friday. So check back then. If you need more of the guys, you can hear Mud Flap and Palmer in the PD on 99.3 The Cat weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. and around the world via the Cat Country app. Have a great week.